Welcome to the Home Inspector Marketing Podcast. Because you're a home inspector looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line, you are in the right place. For additional training resources on how you can grow your home inspection business, go to microreturns.com right now. And now, here's the podcast. Hi, this is Mike Crow, and I run a home inspection business. In fact, I've run a couple of home inspection businesses. The true joy for me, though, has been helping literally thousands of home inspectors build really solid home inspection businesses as well. We can help a single man operation be able to do over $300,000 a year, maybe all the way up to $400,000 a year as a single inspector operation. Even better for me is the 80 plus companies that we have helped be able to build million dollar home inspection businesses. I would like to help you be able to do the same thing. We're back with more of Mike's thoughts from the seven levels of communication. Moving all the way into chapter four here, okay? Office answers calls for us. This is one of those things that I love, and this is where I am so different than this book, right? At the bottom of chapter four there, he says, control your phones and your voicemail and everything, which is one of the things that I taught from the very beginning, and be specific about when you will return phone calls. And he soon found that the coach was right. He had more freedom by controlling when he made this made his calls instead of answering his phone every time it rang, okay? Coy, how do I fix that? Call center. And? Yes, the backup call center, and what's the next part of that? So at 300 inspections a year, 25 a month, you need to have what? Marketing. You know, and that's at 200. That's 200. 200, uh, you need to have a marketing person. Client coordinator. Client coordinator. I am hiring somebody to take my phone calls for me, okay? And that's the difference right there between this and what I'm teaching you guys. Yeah, once you do 300 inspections here, you should have somebody answering the phone for you, scheduling for you, okay? Because you really don't have time to do it right. You'll do it, yeah. just won't do it right. And you could do it and have a backup call center, that will help. But you really need to have a client coordinator and a backup call center, okay? So that's one of the big things that are there. And then you talked about some of the books you could read. And I thought this was funny at the bottom down here. Let's see here. What's gotten into you, Rick? His sister, he says, I call her every Sunday evening. And I went, wow, there's my Saturday morning phone call with my dad. And so if you have a sibling or have somebody in your life that's important, maybe you should consider how you're going to do that. One of the things I will tell you that, um, and I give Elizabeth my youngest credit for it, but I give all my kids credit for making it happen. One of the things that I've been saying for years to Susan is, I would love for my kids to be once a week to come to my house and uh, and just have family night. Because when we were young, we all had family night. Right, Jonathan? Okay. And you know what's been happening? Thursday nights, which by the way was my date night, and I'm now moving my date night to accommodate this, and I'm glad to do that, is now it's hot tub night. Because now I have a hot tub, and my youngest loves hot tubs, and we found a hot tub in Tennessee when we went there as a family, and now all four of my kids, sometimes their spouses, sometimes their kids, all come over to my house. So I'm rebuilding that process in. That didn't happen by accident. It happened because I saw an opportunity and I put the pieces in place with the hot tub, with the heat pump, with the swimming pool, with the gazebo in the backyard, with the sunroom fixed up so that we could sit there and play games. And then I encouraged this person and encouraged that person and encouraged this person to say, hey, why don't we do such and such? Okay. And, and sometimes we only have three kids. Sometimes we have four. You know, I got that from a movie. The, there's a movie out there called When Fools Rush In. Anybody remember that movie? Okay. It's a silly movie, 
okay? But in that movie, there was a big Mexican family and every Wednesday night, the whole family got together and they would cook and everything and all the family would get together and I said, I want that, okay? You're always everything I always wanted that I didn't know I wanted, you know? That's the line I pulled from that movie, one of them. But I saw that and I went, if we just make the place where people wanna come and there's free food, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, but when you have the resources, you can do that sort of thing. We have a blast at that, okay? We play games and we do the hot tub and all that, okay? Page 61 is one of the most important things that I keep telling everybody about over and over again. I tell you about, and that is time blocking, okay? The influential zone of time blocking. So one of the things he said was, I don't have enough time to get everything done, okay? And then he also says something, and I wrote it at the bottom down here, white space, open time. You time block on your day, every day, a white space. Because every day, something is going to come fly out of left field and want to eat up your time. So block a little time off for it. Half an hour, an hour, okay? And if nothing comes up, great, read or listen to something, okay? But you'll find that almost every time, and this is part of the challenge. See, people don't build themselves any backups in time or other stuff. I build myself all kinds of backups. I build my backup time into my calendar so that when my dad calls and says, hey son, I really need blah, 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 blah. Great. I fill it into one of those white spaces. I never book up my whole day completely. I even try to tell my staff to book like 15 minutes between things. Don't book one appointment right back to back. Now, if you're doing networking stacking at a restaurant, that's different. Okay, but try to set up yourself some white space. The busier become, the more important the marketing is. I wrote that on the middle of page 62. He says, one of the things he says right above that, you'll write down the phone numbers and reasons for your one and 10 calls during your pre-leave ritual. Okay, so he calls this the hour of power. He's talking about how to book things. Okay, you'll need at least four hours each week for focused phone calls to people in your community. I want you to hear this clearly. You need to build onto your marketing person's calendar <laughs> four hours for phone calls, okay? You can do it until you get to a point where you have the marketing person, but the marketing person should be able to take those over to some degree. And by the way, Gordon Fox, who's now running a multi-million, three million, last time I talked, probably five million now, okay? Home inspection business in Houston, right? We stood in his office and he showed you how he made phone calls to agents every day, okay? The day after calls is what I called them, okay? And so he goes from there. He calls it his hour of power. And these calls and the top of page 62, it says hour of power. These are calls to the people in your database, those you've worked with in the past, networking contacts, friends, family, anybody. You don't have to call, but should, okay? And then you'll have the one in 10 calls. You'll do these as soon as you get to the office each day. So he schedules this at the beginning of the, each day. Well, by the way, one of the reasons he schedules it at the beginning of the day is that's when most people are at their best. And most people are willing to do something they might not be willing to do in the evening. If you wait to do, they, they tell people that if you work out in the evenings, you have a much higher percentage chance of not working out, okay? But if you go work out during, so the people I'm showing houses to that week, Rick asked, well, yeah, sure, that's a great person to call, but others as well. These calls are the first thing in the morning, no exceptions. The busier you get, the more important these calls become. One of the reasons I see people's business go up and down and up and down and up and down is because as soon as they get busy, what do they stop doing? Okay, what? 
working out or in the business? Marketing. Marketing, okay? And I see it all the time. The busier you become, I want to say this again. I wrote it in here. The busier you become, the more important the marketing is, which is why the first person we hire is marketing. Absolutely, okay? And because at 200 inspections for a single-man operation, it's one of the first things they start backing off on. Why? Because they're too busy. This one? Management team has been taking everything over and we don't have a boots on the ground marketing because so many things had changed and yep. we're talking about it. I'm the only one that brings it marketing. I'm the only one talks about what we need to do for marketing. I'm, for them, they're busy and they get to that point where why do we have to market? We're busy. We're busy. And right. I'm the one that always in the background is launching marketing stuff with or without them because you have to keep marketing. This is one of the reasons I wanted Alex here. Alex is working with Jackie on our marketing team. And here's the cool thing is he's learning it from the ground up. He's already, he was already here once and ran the offices for us, right? And he's out running the offices for us again. In fact, that person that destroyed my marketing routes, him and Jackie are rebuilding the marketing routes. And what he's discovering is, well, this office closed, this office closed, okay? And he's finding new offices. And so he literally, one of the things that he did that was so good for me was he literally listed all the offices and he put them on the back of one of the, uh, what do you call those, cubicles? And you can see how he's going through it very methodically, office by office. And here's what I want you to understand. He's artistic. So he is using the level of C in his ability to fix that. Okay? Which means what he's showing me is that he has the ability to shift. And I'll talk about that a little bit more. I'm very proud of you for that. Okay? I'm so glad you're here today. So they talk about different things. And so every morning you do that, okay? The greatest thing about our line of work is our Achilles heel is that our time is our own. So there's four rituals to prevent your life from getting out of control, all right? So there's the morning ritual. So he talks about that. This should include your affirmations, your blessing books, your personal preparation and exercise. This is on page 62. And it says the four enriching rituals right there in the middle of the page. Okay. Take your morning run, lift weights or whatever it is you do. Okay. Then there's the pre-leave ritual. And this is before you leave work, get your desk in order, write down your first and 10 calls, send me your ranking on your time block for the day while you're being coached. And by the way, one of the things I asked for in the end of day report is what are you going to work on tomorrow? Okay. On Jonathan's, I'm saying, Jonathan, your top 10 priorities. I want to know by number, which one's the most important one that you're working on, okay? I did the same thing with Amber last time that we were here and she met with me afterwards, okay? I wanna know what you think the most important thing is the next day you're gonna be working on. I created something I call end of day reports. Here's what I did today, okay? Here's two things I learned today and here's what I'm planning on working on tomorrow, okay? Yes. A printout of what your end of day report looks like? Sure, yeah, yeah. Jonathan, we can print you off three, four, five, six of them, okay? I have a whole place where every end of day report from every person, I kind of read it and then I file it, okay? And by the way, it's funny because people think I don't look at those. And someone said, Mike, it's discouraging when we send those to you and you don't look at them. I said, do you want me to reply to each of them? And by the way, I do reply sometimes, so I have to make sure they know I'm looking at it, okay? But people go, what's discouraging, Mike, when I send one of these and you don't look at it? Well, that's a shame, okay? And so I do try to ask questions and I want to make sure that they know I'm seeing it and from time to time. The next step is what he calls the pre-step or the pre-sleep. And we all know kids do better with a bedtime routine, but believe it or not, it works on adults too. Include some reading, 
visualization for the next day. Some clients pray, do yoga, stretch, meditate. That's up to you, but I promise once you start, you'll notice the difference in the morning. One of the things that people don't know about me is I have a nighttime routine, and I have not varied from that night routine for 20 years, okay? And by the last time, I, the last thing I do when I lay my head on the pillow is I say a prayer. Do you know I don't even finish the prayer before I'm asleep? How many times people tell you, oh, God, I just lay awake forever? No, I have trained my body that once I start saying this, and by the way, I can be on a plane and start saying that prayer, and my body will go, you know, because it's just, I've trained it to, all right? And that's one of the things is you can condition your body to do whatever you want it to do. And, but most people don't take the time to do that, all right? It's called muscle memory to some degree. Okay, but in this case, it's more of emotional memory. Okay, and then he said the fourth, the fourth is your Sunday night ritual. You'll take a look at your entire week schedule, make sure your appointments are in order, and then make sure your clothes fit with the weather and what's going on. Arrange them in the closet right down to the socks. Some people also plan their menu, and you can just start with your wardrobe. Only takes a few minutes. Now, I know Susan must think I'm crazy, but every night I lay my clothes out for the next morning. Everything from my socks to my underwear to my T-shirt. And by the way, you see Jonathan's shirt, you see Alex's shirt. I had 12 of those. I never had to worry about what I was wearing the next day. And I had six pants, all the kind of the same color or 10 pairs of pants. And all I did, and black socks. And so everything was the same every day. Turns out, I thought it was weird. Turns out that Steve Jobs did the same thing. Okay. And then I read this and I go, you know, duh. I don't have to get up. I feel sorry for ladies because I, I know sometimes you must go, what am I gonna wear today? I never think that, never. I always lay it out the night before, okay? We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as a friendly reminder, if you're looking to increase your sales, improve your cash flow, and boost your bottom line as a home inspector, go to microreturns.com right now.